Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, we're talking about discipline. And we're talking about it because that word, as we've said, words matter. That word can really drive so much pain and consternation and guilt and all that kind of stuff that really impacts our ability to show up, not only for ourselves, but for other people. And there have been a few things that have happened over the last few weeks that really brought this word to the forefront. And you guys know by now that that's what happens. Something occurs and like, that's what we got to talk about. And so there are a few things as we talk about discipline that I want to share with you that I haven't shared before. I've probably shared in little bits and pieces, but I'm going to share them on a deeper level because not because it's about me, but because I think through these stories that you will be able to see you and be able to reframe discipline. So let me start there. That word discipline can drive a lot of consternation. I mean, basically having to be disciplined just sucks. And I don't mean the discipline from the punishment perspective. I mean that discipline in terms of you got to be disciplined. If you really want to make things work, you got to make sure you have discipline, 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 discipline. It's about obedience. It's about making things happen. It's about consistency. It's all of this stuff that begins to put pressure on us because it says, If you didn't get what you want, that means you weren't disciplined enough. That means you didn't really want it or you didn't really need it or what have you. All of the shouldas, coulda, wouldas, you didn't, all the judgment associated with that word discipline. And that not only means the stuff that we want personally, but that can also impact the way we think about our careers. So for example, if you're a student, let's take student athletes. And you've got that student athlete who is the hardest working person in the room. What we've got a lot of athletes who like, nobody's going to outwork me. Somebody may be smarter than them, but nobody's going to outwork me. And you've got that student athlete who's in there before everybody else. They're the last one to leave. They've got so much heart. They're making it happen, but they will never be a professional athlete. And not because they're not disciplined. They have the heart and they have the discipline, but they may not have the actual skills associated with that same level of discipline and heart that is required to do that next level. That's their heart desire. But because they put in so much discipline, the fact that they didn't make it to that goal is going to make them think that they didn't work hard enough. If they just worked harder, the same thing with jobs. There are many people who are in jobs or careers that they absolutely hate because it was the thing to do. We hear that a lot, especially doctors, you know, well, my family said I needed to be a doctor. I was going to be the first doctor in my family. And And people pursue it and they work and they're disciplined. They go to school and they take the certifications and they take the exams and they pass it and they're they're delivering the way they're supposed to deliver. And they've got the title and they've got the position and they hate it. It is sucking the soul right out of them. But they are disciplined enough to be consistent and to make it happen because we're told if you're disciplined, the discipline gives you what you're supposed to need. The discipline gives you the outcome that you're looking for. But I argue that it's not the discipline that's the goal. The outcome is the goal. 
And so how can we reframe discipline so that we really focus on the outcome, not the discipline itself, because that's where all the judgment and the pain and the issues lie. So for me, when I think about discipline, it, it is a, it is a heavy word for me. I personally have had lifelong issues with weight and body dysmorphia and imposter syndrome. You name it, I've had it. But a big thing that I think really brings this home for people is that whole issue around weight and appearance and all of that kind of stuff, health, because we're told how we're supposed to look and what beauty is, all of those kind of things that, that we've known and people talk about all the time. But here's how it internalized for me, right? I wasn't where I wanted to be. I could look in the mirror and I was the biggest person in the room all the time. Didn't matter. I was always the biggest person in the room. I wasn't small enough. I wasn't tall enough. I went, whatever, name the not enough here. And so that began, well, if you're just disciplined, if you eat six meals a day, it's going to work. If you eat every four hours, it's going to work. If you take this supplements, if you just drink shakes, if you work out seven days a week, if you do cardio, but don't do weights, if you do weights, but no car, all of this stuff, if you're just disciplined, it's going to happen. But then it didn't. It didn't. And so my whole thought process around discipline was there is something wrong with you. You are working out seven days a week. You're paying attention to what you're eating. You are drinking water. You're not eating sugar. You're doing all this kind of stuff and it's not working. What is wrong with you? Because everybody else is having success. Everybody else is having success. So there must be something that you're doing wrong. You must not want it enough to really make it happen. And what happened to me when that started working is there was also this subconscious and then practical self-sabotage. Well, it's not going to work anyway. I may as well eat what I want to eat. You know, lose a couple of pounds, feel a little bit better. Well, you know, it's not going to sustain. So let's do something else. And so that mental and physical sabotage also started to kick in. And then when you have people who say, well, maybe your set point is that you're just going to be heavier, who are supposed to be professionals and helping you. That's a true story, by the way. That doesn't help either. And so that whole idea of that pressure and supposed to's and, and what's going on, it just, it was more than I could take. It was more than I could take for years, for years. The same thing happened in business. When I got ready to leave my career, I had not slept on a Sunday for five years. I found myself going into work because I'm also a type A insecure overachiever, right? You just show up, you go to work, you make it happen, you work hard, you dig deep. If it's an all-nighter, it's an all-nighter. You just, you do whatever it takes. And then it was like, well, I must be losing my ability to communicate because people just aren't getting it. Somehow I didn't say the right thing or I didn't recognize that sooner or I didn't make the right plan or, or I didn't hire the right person or I should have you know, switch them out faster. There's all these, again, coulda, woulda, shouldas. What didn't I do that created this outcome? I didn't show up enough. I wasn't consistent enough. I didn't say the same thing enough. I didn't pay enough attention or I shouldn't have gotten four hours of sleep. I should have only gotten two because then I could have gotten up and done, done more work. The discipline was the thing. The discipline was the success. You're working out consistently. You're eating consistently. That was the goal. You're making sure that 
Every time the doors open, you're there. You're making sure you're at every meeting. You're making sure you made every deadline. You're making sure all of these things happen. That was the goal. And so the discipline in and of itself became such a heavy burden. Because again, the rhetoric that we hear is if you are disciplined enough, if you work hard enough, if you're consistent enough, then the thing that you want is going to happen. And there is some truth to consistency and discipline. So I'm not saying you, you shouldn't be disciplined or consistent. There is absolutely a connection, but is that connection a straight line? I don't think so. Because often the discipline that we are executing, the things that we are doing are not necessarily directly tied to the outcome we want because we're focused on the activity and not the outcome. And we forget that the outcome is the ultimate goal and that there are many ways to get to the outcome. So what I've decided to do and what it came to me over the last several months is I've been seriously in dorsal vagal, <laughs> that whole freeze moment. What the heck is going on? I don't understand. Why isn't it working? All of that mess, right? What came to me is there's another piece of discipline and you guys have been following me. No, I love words, right? And so the root of the word discipline is pupil or learner, right? You're learning something, disciples, right? They were sitting at the feet of the teachers, right? It's all about learning. And so when I thought about discipline differently, it helped me reframe what I'm trying to do and where I want to go. What are the things that I need to be disciplined about? Is it really the discipline or is it the outcome I'm trying to seek? So let's take the body dysmorphia and the weight thing again. And I have been on this trajectory. I'm actually, I think within 15 to 20 pounds, that's what it feels like for me of where I want to be. And I've had over the last four months, kind of a backsliding and having to get back into it, which is also what drove some of this, this idea about discipline. But when I sat back and thought about discipline as learning, what I said was, okay, let's, let's reframe and let's look back and see what happened. You know, eating six times a day doesn't work for me. I don't like to eat. I like food, but the activity of eating, I hate. I hate feeling food, all that chewing. I hate it, right? I also know that if it's that supposed to, if you're supposed to eat six meals a day, Laurel will eat two because there's that subconscious rebellion. I'm not doing that because I don't want to right? It's not going to work. Why am I doing this to myself? Because it doesn't work for me, but I felt this pressure to do it. So I learned that six meals a day doesn't work for me. I learned that, you know, I actually really like working out and my body responds well to physical activity, but it responds the best to actual kind of weightlifting and, and muscle burning. Although I need to do some cardio for a number of reasons, blood sugar control and, and fat burning and all of that. But the weightlifting is what really, or, the, or Pilates or things like that are what really change my body and change the shape and help me feel better. I like that feeling of accomplishment when your muscles hurt. So that was something that I said, you know what? It's not about discipline. It's not about have to. I actually enjoy doing it. And while I hate cardio, I actually found something rowing that I love. I love it. It's the only machine that I've bought that hasn't turned into a clothes hanger. The only one. And here's one of the reasons why. It is such a full body workout that I can do that for 500 meters or five minutes or 10 minutes. And it is a better workout than I can get on a treadmill. And so I don't have to do it for long periods of time because I get bored. But the impact is so big in that short period of time. So I learned that I can do cardio. I just got to pick the cardio that makes sense for me. I actually enjoy drinking water. I don't drink a lot of liquids at all. 
I don't consume a lot of liquids, which is a problem. So it's not like I'm drinking soda instead of water. But I realized that the more water I drink, the better I felt. So again, the learning for me, the discipline, the way I changed it was what have I learned through this consistency? I learned what works for me in terms of eating. I learned what works for me in terms of food. Because I don't like to chew, I do lots of shakes. I just make sure that they are nutrition packed because then I don't have the volume issue, but I'm still getting what I need so that my body can perform. And if my body can perform, I can be healthier because I've got stuff to do and people to love and I've got a purpose to fulfill and I am not going out like a punk. So we are going to figure this out from a health perspective, not from a look perspective. And that took a lot of therapy and a lot of time, right? Because it's not about how I look. I have not been on a scale in 11 years. I have no idea how much I weigh because I had to disconnect achievement from a number for me, right? The numbers were the problem. The numbers, the discipline around the numbers began to be the pain point, began to be the judgment, began to be the indication of a failure. But the learning that said, it's not about the number, it's about how you feel. It's not about how you look in those clothes, it's about how the clothes fit, right? How do you feel when you show up? And that began to reframe what discipline looked like for me. Discipline looks like feeling good, sleeping better. The same thing happened from a business perspective. Why am I not able to work as hard on my own business as I did for other people? I pulled all-nighters, I didn't sleep on a Sunday, I had what seemed like unlimited energy, but what it really was, which is being on that treadmill and, and out of habit. But the head trash was, why can't you do that? Why don't you have energy? Why aren't you disciplined enough to learn what you need to learn and do what you need to do for your business? I have spent so much money building this business. I have tapped into so many experts and not gotten what I needed, right? Not been able to see the return that I wanted and that discipline around, wait a minute, so what are you doing? Why are you spending? Why aren't you asking questions? Why aren't you pushing back? All of that stuff, right? Starts to play in. But stepping back again and saying, what did I learn in doing this business? I have learned that I am really good at what I do. I'm really good at what I do. It took a long time for me to be able to say that. I am able to connect dots and bring out situations and change perspectives in a way that impacts people's ability to think about how they do and their opportunities and where they stand and where their gifts are. I don't know why I can do that, but I just can. I'm really good at that. I also know that I'm really good at creating things that help people think differently and get processes done because I know how to ask great questions and I'm very curious. I also know that there are things that I just don't want to do. I'm good at them, but they are my zone of excellence, but they just drain me. And I've learned that the thing that I hate the most is a tool that is the thing that gets me really where I need to be. That whole visibility thing and being on video, I just hate that stuff. But what I've learned is I actually like the connection that that tool gives me. And so therefore I reframed the discipline of being on video, the discipline of being visible is not about that piece, it's not about that tool, it is about the connection I can make by using the tool, by being disciplined, by being consistent in showing up. That enables me to get to all of you so that you have someone else telling you, you're not crazy and you can do it. And it's not about the act of being disciplined. 
It's about the outcome that you're trying to reach and the tools that you're learning through discipline to help you get to that outcome. We all have this opportunity to stay consistent and to be disciplined. I never, never would have thought that I'd be doing a podcast, that I'd be live on a radio show every week. Never would have thought that because it was never in my purview to be doing media type of stuff to be that visible. Never, never, never thought, crossed my mind. I didn't do plays when I was young. I I didn't do any of that stuff. I like being behind the scenes. And yet I am getting so much joy from spending this time with all of you and connecting with you and helping people who are coming to me and sending me notes and saying, oh my God, I had never thought about it that way. Thank you so much for saying that. For revealing that There are challenges that we all face. And yes, I show up and and I am confident. I am confident in my capabilities, but we all have our moments. And I am not always sitting in my confidence when I show up, but I am sitting in my desire to serve. And that means that I have to be consistent and disciplined in order to continue to serve, which is my ultimate outcome, is to be able to make an impact. So what I'd like you guys to do who are listening today I want you to reframe the way you're thinking about discipline. Think about discipline as learning. Think about that consistency as the the ability of you to take the experience that you get through the consistency of showing up, the discipline of continuing to do that thing and learn what that thing does to impact what you're really trying to do. Spend the time to understand what it is you really want and then connect that discipline or those tools or that consistency to that outcome and be willing to change. Be willing to understand that, you know what, this isn't really what I want. I don't want to continue to update and have this online portal for HR people. I don't want to do it. Now, it is a fantastic tool. I spent a lot of money and an effort, and I think it will be helpful. And I will absolutely give it to people, you know, and sell it to people who really need it. But I don't want to spend a lot of my time doing that because it doesn't give me joy, right? It pulls me right back into that detailed HR generalist stuff, which just makes my brain bleed. I don't want to do that. What I do want to do, though, is make impact to help people understand that HR is not a necessary evil. It is actually something that you need to do but it's also something that enables you to deliver the services that you need through a great team. If you do it well, it actually helps lift you up as opposed to push you down. And it can also keep you from writing really big checks if you understand the basics. So discipline doesn't have to be an ugly word. Discipline doesn't have to mean pain. Discipline doesn't have to mean disappointment. And a lack of discipline doesn't mean failure or a lack of commitment. You have to define what discipline means for you. You have to look at what you learn through being disciplined, through being consistent, and how that plays into your ultimate goal. Because you have a purpose. You have a reason for being here. You have an impact that you want to make. And I know, just from my own experience, that by reframing that, by reframing how you think about it, you actually begin to generate new energy and new focus and a new capability and a new connection to that thing that is driving you. And that is really what we want to do. And that's the Rutledge perspective for this week. I have no doubt that you got this. You got this. 
And I also want to say, if you are really struggling with any of these kinds of issues, weight issues, body dysmorphia issues, imposter syndrome issues, number one, no, you are not crazy. And it's not always you. Two, find your village. Find your village. Find those people who can support you and who can support your vision, even if they don't get it. The people who can support it because you believe in it. And third, always seek real help when you need it. Seek real help when you need it. There is no shame. There is no shame in seeking help. There is no shame in saying, you know what? I just need a little extra support right now. Reach out. If you see something, say something. If you see someone who's struggling, what kind of support can you be? What kind of direction can you point them in? Have a fantastic week. Go out and be consistent. Go out and lift yourself up. Go out and focus on the outcome that you want to have and the actions that you can take to get you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. You guys just lift me up. I will catch you next week. Take care. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutler's Perspective podcast, please pass it along.